Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to our 100th episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I am your host, Coach Megan, and I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode this week. I'm going to kind of take you guys through a psychological journey this week, and we're going to be highlighting an area of your internal world that we have definitely not talked about on the podcast before. You know, we just got done with an amazing mastermind. Um, I recorded this a couple weeks before and was going to release it prior because I almost um, actually spoke about this at Mastermind, but I wanted to make sure that my whole audience had access to this information. I know it's really, really going to help you, especially in your last final week before competition. So today we're going to be talking about a very secret ingredient. I don't want to reveal it too early so you guys will watch and listen all the way to the end, but enjoy our 100th episode. We just also celebrated five years at Powerhouse Pageantry, which we're so excited about. You'll see a ton about that on social media, Uh, but share this with a friend if this helps you. Um, We keep this podcast for free as our gift to you. We don't monetize or advertise on it. So the way that you guys can give back is by sharing this to your friends, sharing it on your social media, and giving us a five-star positive review. Okay, with that, here's the 100th episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome Welcome, welcome to our very special 100th episode. I am so excited, and we're in our third year of the podcast, and it's a very special week for me. I'm establishing a new normal. We, I passed on my crown to beautiful Erica Etzelmiller, the new Miss Nebraska USA 2021 this past weekend, and I am currently driving in the car to get my teeth clean from one of our amazing sponsors in Kansas City, actually. And it's hilarious. I was like, wow, I I totally didn't have time to record a podcast. I feel like the 100th episode needs to be really special, and I was putting all this pressure on myself. And then I remembered, actually, that last time I recorded a podcast in the car when I was driving home from Kansas City was one of my best podcasts. It was the one where we were talking about why you need sales and entrepreneurship training to be a successful title holder. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't already. So while the audio may not be absolutely incredible today, um, I'm in my AirPods, so hopefully we're blocking out enough road noise as possible. Um, I'm really excited to talk with you guys about a couple things today. And one of them is talking about how to stir up your own joy. And then the other thing is talking about how we can be a little bit less judgmental. And so I'm naming this Get Off the Judge Bus, and it might be something peculiar that you guys uh, think, well, why the heck does that apply to pageantry? But it really does. Um, and I want to share some examples in my own life and just kind of you know, drive in the car with me today for this special 100th episode. A um, couple other fun updates. So Mastermind is next weekend. Um, I think we just solidified, I think, the final spot this morning. I'm really excited about it. Um, and we're trying to make room for more girls. So if you are interested and you're not doing anything next weekend, um, do whatever it takes to get here. Seriously, get your butt here. It'll be a life transformational weekend, and that's our promise to you, and it's one-fifth the cost of what it would normally be. So no no excuses. Get your buns there. It's going to be amazing. If you're worried about flying, we're going to be COVID safe, all that stuff. So uh, it's it's just going to be amazing. So anyways, let's talk about let's talk about judging people today. <laughs> so I think when we, we think about the word judgment, um, I think in my work, in my mind, I start to think about mean girls. I start to think about the cattiness of even what we learned growing up as a nineties baby myself in like Disney movies and things like that, the cattiness of women and how, whether it was Cinderella and her stepsisters turning on her, or they're always just being a, um, this protagonist female, 
but she she always succumbed to mistreatment. And I just kind of got to thinking about this through my last couple weeks of being Miss Nebraska USA and just really being present over the amazing day that it was on Sunday and honestly just the incredible group of women that were competing for my title. And I was so relaxed because I was like, I really don't care who wins. All these girls are amazing. And it was just like, wow, how, how amazing is this that like if people could just have a camera behind the scenes on this day, which I really tried to capture a lot of it. And if people could see the way that pageant women actually treated one another with love and encouragement. And I was looking through social media, even the past 48 hours and just how the women who didn't win a couple of them, my clients who are amazing, shout out to them. Um, who have just had such positive attitudes and have learned to glean, well, here's what I did get out of it, and here's what did come from the day, rather than only focusing on winning being your only target. And I thought about if you were to have a, a news crew or reality TV show crew go behind the scenes and look at the way that all the women, I mean, past, present, and future, treat each other. Like, we had so many formers come back and got to have some amazing what I call carpet conversations, just talking on the floor of the Rose Theater, um, getting to know one each other, asking asking about their lives and what they're up to and relationships. Like, it just breaks such a stereotype of what anybody would ever think that pageant women are like. And I love being a part of that. It is, like, so fulfilling to me. So that's what pageantry is like. We all know that. And for the most part, 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, I would say that that's pretty much been my experience. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about how to curate your own joy through if you are unfortunately in a judgmental environment or if judgment is passed upon you, which I think we, you know, we all have kind of conceptualized that. But even more importantly than that, you guys, I, I think that it's equally, if not more important to also focus on ourselves of when we are casting judgment. And I'm just going to be the first person to raise my hand that I have found that sometimes, <laughs> can I just be really real with you guys? Sometimes I'm judgmental. Like, I've been catching myself, and I've, I've had a couple people around me even that have the ability to speak into my life. I've asked them to hold me accountable. And we kind of make a joke of it where we're like, like, get off the judge bus, you know, or we'll have like, oh, you owe me a nickel for like every time you say something that's judgmental, even if it's sarcastic, even if it's witty, even if it's smart humor, which I very much enjoy, I don't, like, God's transforming my heart to a place where it just really bothers me, like, a lot if my sense of humor ever has to be at somebody else's expense. Like, it's just so unnecessary to me and unkind. That's not really naturally my type of humor anyway. Like, I don't like I've never been that kind of person that's like, oh, you're stupid. Like, because that happened to me so much growing up that I, I just don't see a place for that. Like, I don't, I don't see why that's funny. Um, but even like walking through Walmart, um, and somebody's got a weird outfit on, right? Like, there's a reason why people of Walmart.com is a thriving website because, yeah, some of the stereotypes are true. Like, it just is. I live right by Walmart. You go there, you can, people watch, oh, look, a Walmart truck just drove by me. That's hilarious. Holy Spirit. Um, there's a reason the stereotype's true. Like, you can walk through and see a whole host of humans, right? Which is awesome, because I love, I love how people are so different. But, you know, yeah, there's some ratchet, there's some ratchet stuff going on, and it's kind of funny. 
But God's been transforming my heart, and I've been asking God to really help me to grow in these certain areas of my life. And one of the areas that God started challenging me in was, I need you to give me this, that even little comments, he, God started to talk to me, and he said, why are you doing that? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. And he's like, why are you doing that? And when I really got down to business and thought about it, I was like, wow, that is making me feel elitist in the moment. It's making me feel a little bit better than people, as if I am better than them. When I've definitely gone to Walmart in the most ratchet sweatpants, loafers, and my hair in a bun, straight out of the spray tan several times in my life, who am I? And regardless of that, I could look the nicest and have a full beat face on. Who, who the heck do I think that I am that I have the right to think that I'm better than anybody else? And I'm just being real. Like, can we all raise our hands, whether you're putting your makeup on, driving in the car, whatever? Like, we've all, we've all been there. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the Dalai Lama. Like, those thoughts come in, and we are responsible for choosing what we continue to think on and act on and the words that come out of our mouth. So I hope it's okay that I'm transparent with y'all. I'm not saying I do this all the time, um, but I want God to convict me, even of the little things. I want to have a, a stirring in my heart of such love for people that there's there's nothing that I need to feel the urge, the need to comment on to make myself feel better. Even if it is funny, even if it is witty, crafty, um, it's judgment. And, you know, I then God led me to the scripture that said, judge not lest you be judged. And I just got to thinking about it. And I was talking with a friend of mine and I was like, you know, I don't like being judged. I don't think I like that. And God was so gracious to send his son to die on the cross for me so that I could live in freedom and have grace and mercy, which is new every morning. How dare I? not take that seriously and just go and judge the crap out of everybody. Like, what is that doing? The answer is nothing. And if Jesus, who had the right to sit on the judgment seat at the, you know, on the throne at the right hand of God, if he had the right to judge me for all of my ways that I've messed up, little, big, whatever, every time that I'm judging somebody else, I'm putting myself in the in the judgment seat for Jesus to be able to judge me because I'm saying that his sacrifice, this like makes me cry. His sacrifice wasn't good enough for that person in Walmart wearing sweatpants with crazy hair. You know what? Maybe they don't own a brush. You know what? Maybe they like their hair that way. Maybe they love sweatpants and me judging them is, is saying that like in a way, like they don't deserve to be loved for who they are. And I hate that. I hate that. I hate that that's in me. I hate that that's, even if it's 0.113%, I don't like that. And God's just really been stirring me, you guys, of like, if I want to become more like him, if I want to be a leader, if I want to be somebody that has the right to speak into anybody's life, like, who in the world do I think that I am? And I am who he says I am. I want to be somebody who looks, walks, talks like the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering. I was just listening to a sermon that said, you know, the, the trouble with patience, the hard thing about patience is that it always takes too long. <laughs> and I just laughed my head off. I thought that was so funny. I was like, I, I don't know if that's like 
dad humor, but I thought that was super funny. And it's true. Um, and long suffering, you know, patience is with things and events and circumstances. And excuse me, I yawn. And long suffering for people because you have the ability to suffer long with people. But if you're asking yourself, how do I stir up the next thing that God has for me? How do I achieve that next rung on the ladder? How do I go to the next level? What I'm finding in, in life, as I climb my own levels, whether that's professionally or personally, I'd say nine times out of ten it's a character thing more than it is an actual ability thing. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've studied and studied and studied, and y'all know me. Like, even right now, I have bags packed, and I have, like, ten books with me. Because I, I do treat my craft really seriously. I want to be the best in the world. I want to be the best salesperson. I want to be the best mentor. I want to be the best spiritual advisor. And you have to take that seriously if you're going to be a coach or a consultant or a leader or a, a personal uh, developer of other people or a public figure. I believe that that's our duty as well as our right. But at the same time, in order to, what am I trying to say? 80% of it, you guys, is working on your own, cleaning out the insides. And becoming the person on the inside gives you the ability for the practical things to run more more smoothly. Think about your spiritual, emotional, mental walk the soul realm, mind, will, and emotions being the thing that smooths the ground ahead so that when you are trying to put the practical things in practice, it's not as bumpy. And that's a word that God just gave me right now. I've never said that before. And I think that that's a really great analogy. Maybe it's because I'm driving on this like beautiful new blacktop <laughs> interstate road. It's awesome. But I just want to encourage you guys today, become aware of what what you're what you're doing in your thought life and how you're judging people because if you're going through a season where you wonder why people are sliding in your DMs negatively or why your life hasn't been going as smoothly or you feel like you're getting judgment from your boss or you or this is a huge one you guys you're walking through a season of particular what feels like self-criticism that is a major, major red flag that you might be being judgmental. Because the easiest way to invite the devil in to criticize you is when you open the door to him by criticizing others. Because sin leads to death. Sin leads to the author of death, which is Satan. You know, Sin leads to his ability to speak into your life and into your thoughts. So close the door to the enemy by closing to door, the door to that sin of judgment, and God will be able to open up, or I guess he, he's always open, but you will have that feeling of more grace pouring in, more mercy pouring in, because you are turning to him. And it says that when we repent, which means a turning, then, you know, if you have your back to God or you're front-facing to God, you're going to get two different versions of him. I, well, I shouldn't say that because God never changes, but you guys get what I'm saying. Like, you have a different perspective of him. I guess is a better way to say that. So, in James, it talks about how the testing of your faith, um, it's a joy to go through diverse trials and temptations. And the testing of your faith produces patience. It's in James. I believe it's in James 1. And 
it says in the Bible as well that we are to stir up the gift of faith. We are to stir up the joy. Um, and he's given us a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. So if you notice, all those things are outward expressions of gratitude, thankfulness, love, and they're the opposite of judgment. So if you want to ask yourself, why am I not as joyful as I want to be? Why am I not as joyful as I need to be? Really, I encourage you to look at your whether you are putting yourself on the judge bus. And whether you are putting yourself on the judge bus or not will directly relate, again, to your self-criticism, to what's going on in your own head, and how much grace, love, mercy, peace, joy you are feeling, which faith is not a feeling, but it is a, like, our, your, your emotions still exist, right? So, like, it doesn't feel good to not feel good. So turn your eyes, repent, turn back to Jesus, be front-facing to the Lord so that his light can shine on you and stir up the good gift of God in you to where you can start feeling like you're walking more in the right direction. This astronomically has changed my life, you guys, and it's it's really just like an awareness thing. I think we all we all know it. We know that we shouldn't be judgmental. But I think a lot of times we diminish like the day to day. We diminish like, oh well that's not that's not judgment. But it like is. <laughs> it really is. Um it's the little things. Like we think if we're not we, we think that judgment is only like a ten out of ten. Well no, judgment's a one out of ten too. It's like any bit that you are criticizing somebody else in bringing them lower to bring yourself higher. So anyways, that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I, I, this has been a massive blessing in my own life and something that I'm working on. I hope it was, uh, you, you know, I'm always the first person to be just real with you guys. It doesn't help to pretend like I have it all together, um, but we're all on a journey and we can do this together. So let's link arms um, and work to be more loving together, especially in this world that we're living in. Final thoughts, um, we'd love for you guys to give us a five-star review if this has helped you. It takes two seconds. Seriously, that's what you can do. This podcast is free. We want to keep it free. We don't do any advertising on here. And so uh, that's our gift to you. So a way that you can contribute back is by giving us a five-star review so we can help more people. And um, if you are interested in one of our services, coaching with us, getting more one-on-one aspects of this kind of thinking and helping to reprogram your negative thinking and and growing uh, personally and professionally, then give us a call. We always have our link in the show notes here. And if you're more interested in taking that next step, even if you have a pageant coming up in a couple weeks, we'd love to um, even just put the fine, fine tuning on your, on your journey because it is really important. And I can't tell you how many girls I talk with a week, probably 10 to 20 a week that the number one thing that they're concerned with is just not feeling ready and having stones unturned. And I always tell people, whether you spend a dollar or whether you spend $20,000 on your pageant prep, even one cent spent when you don't actually have a chance because you haven't done the right kind of work and turned over every stone to A, feel proud of yourself, and B, know that you're doing the right things that give yourself a chance. Like, it breaks my heart to see that girls have spent the wrong kind of money or just didn't invest in the right things. And and shortchange their dreams. Like, let's say you didn't spend a lot. I'm trying to say this in the way that I see it in my heart. Let's say you didn't spend a lot of money. Well, let's say, great, you, you, you know, you only spent $500 on your prep. Like, that's awesome. But if that $500 was spent 
in the wrong way or in ways that are not in alignment with what is going to actually help you win. And it's a level of unawareness because you didn't hire the right team around you, ask the right questions, whatever. Then even even a dollar is a complete waste of money because you didn't know this, but you never had a chance from the beginning walking in to actually actualize your dreams and win. And, and I hate that for people, right? Like, and then the same, if you spend a buttload of money and it just wasn't the, the right investment or you didn't find the people around you that understand you and sit with you and want to work with you, God always makes the financial part of it happen. Um, I invested in my first coaches when I had like $10 in my bank account and I put it all on a credit card and I was terrified. But when I knew it was the right person, it just, it changed my world. It opened everything up for me and I was like, okay, all good things are a risk, some kind of risk, but it's the right risk versus the wrong risk. So anyways, I can wrap about that all day. Book a call with us below. We'd love to help you. We'll set you up with one of our coaches that's a perfect fit for your needs. And uh, have a great Tuesday, everyone. Bye. Happy 100th episode. And again, welcome to season three. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, a couple things I wanted to just say, share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. Um, We give out this free information all the time because I'm so passionate about lowering the barriers to entry for women to be successful in pageantry, but also to grow themselves as transformative leaders that know their identity, are great communicators, leaders, and also are initiating and engaging in their calling. So with that, one thing I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is a brand new program that we beta launched last fall called the Interview Mastery Academy. And there's nothing like it on the market in the pageant industry. And as a competitor and a coach, somebody who's gone through this and been in your shoes several times, I created this because there was a hole in the market. And I am here as a coach and as a person who loves women's empowerment to fill those gaps and see those problems and provide solutions for you guys. And so this is an eight-week course that is not just pageant coaching, although it will transform your communicative ability as well as your leadership. It's also going to transform you as a person. We get down into the nitty-gritty about your mindset, your your different personalities, your core values, your style, your social media. I teach you how I built a six-figure company online, specifically through Instagram. We go through everything from your platform to your paperwork to on-stage question to the advanced questions framework. We handle everything. It is all-encompassing, you guys. I even have 2,000 practice questions as well as timed mock interviews and a national-level packing list. I have truly put everything on the inside of this academy, and we'd be honored to have you be a part of it. So how you can get involved is at the end of every episode, you guys can DM us on Instagram. You can email us info at powerhousepageantry.com, or the easiest way is just to click the link in the show notes no matter where you're listening and we'll send you right on to be able to access either a one-on-one strategy call with me personally a free 30-minute call or if you're ready to write, write to sign up you can just tell us and we'll give the information to purchase it is something that will absolutely positively transform your entire life guaranteed and i've created it as a total replacement for one-on-one coaching so that through the craziness of life and the busyness of your schedule you can ensure that you have everything necessary to be successful in pageantry but on your own time and on your own terms. So if you'd like more information, click the link in the show notes or email info at powerhousepageantry.com and a member of our team will make sure that you are taken care of. And with that, I love you guys so much. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure that you are following us on social media at powerhousepageantry and at Megan underscore Swanson. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.